This is Danny and Gallant. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, GU corner, halfback, flat, on two. Ready, right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42! Blue 42! Brock, how are you? Good morning, hotties. Good I'm morning. To, I'm, I'm two used to hotties. Back, two morning not. hotties. Yeah, Brett, Paul's, <laughs> you, Paul's usually the one that says that, Salk. And then I usually say, oh, Paul, doing great. Sunshine and bright, wonderful, lovely day. But now I feel like I'm sandwiched in between two lovers. It's awesome. Dude, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's early. Hotties and lovers? It's it's yeah, eight in the I morning. Know. Tone it down, man. This Sorry. is a family show. It sounds, it sounds kind of dirty when Brock says lovers. Everything sounds you, dirty when Brock you, says it. Can you say For it the, again? Can you say Considering he's the cleanest cut person yes. any of us know, everything he says sounds filthy. Yes, Salk was really disturbed when I said the love button Ugh. on the podcast a yes. couple weeks ago. Really disturbed. I'm allowed to say that on radio. Jeez. All right, Brock. Okay. Dwayne Brown wants a new contract. Everybody wants to get paid. Jamal Adams we knew about. Now we got D- Dwayne Brown. It, this is, in my mind, could be a, a more difficult negotiation than Jamal Adams. Yep. What do you do with you, the Seahawks, and, and Dwayne Brown wants to get paid? Try to keep that man happy. Uh, that's what I try to do with, with Dwayne. And I, I hope they've had a few conversations this offseason. Those are details that I've not heard yet. We've heard about the Jamal deal, and they have been talking for a little while. But serious talks didn't really begin until about a week ago or so. I hope there was a call to Dwayne's agent when the season ended and, you know, they got that big little flow chart going on in their, mm-hmm. in their meeting rooms. And it's like, okay, Dwayne's going into the final year of his deal. He's been phenomenal. He's been one of our best trades. He's been one of the best left tackles in the league. Even at his age, he's been available. I think he's been very fortunate. And I bet he would echo this that, man, the, the, the changes to the offseason, the changes to in season. The, the lack of hitting and all of that is prolonging my career. And we've seen that with left tackles in this league. I think he's got another two years after this one. So I have no issue finding a way to extend that man. The cap is going to grow. And on a list of most irreplaceable Seahawks going into 2021, you're not going to get beyond three or four for me without Dwayne Brown being on that list. <laughs> Do you not think Riso Diombo can take his place? No. Is he still here? He's not. No, here, not. Right? Here's a- no, Brock here's loves the- Jamarco Jones though. A couple years ago, he got to training camp. Said the person he was most excited to see was Jamarco Jones, and now you're abandoning your guy, Brock. That that's your replacement for Dwayne Brown. You'd be you fine without him. You don't even know the difference between Riso Diombo and Cedric Oboehi. Neither does anybody else. It's fine. <laughs> None of them are Dwayne Brown, and that's all I need to know. <laughs> Just the thing about that, though, I agree with everything Brock just said, and I get what you're saying, Mike. You shouldn't extend him, though. If if this is a normal situation, if this is a normal situation, you say to him, we love you, Dwayne, and we, we hope this works out, but we're going to have to talk at the end of the season. You're turning 36. You're going to be 36 when the season starts, and you're making $10 million. But because of the uncertainty with your quarterback's future... And because of how much is riding on 2021, I don't think you have a choice. This franchise has given extensions to Marshawn Lynch, Michael Bennett, as well as Cam Chancellor. And none of those three guys played a single down on the years that they added. We've seen what happens with these sort of contracts, but I don't think Seattle has any choice but other than to pay him. We got in a good debate uh, about leverage, and I probably will once again when it comes to Jamal. Sounds like you guys have been talking about that situation. When it comes to leverage, though, Danny, how much can Dwayne Brown levy 
all right, that's fine. You don't want to, then I'll see you week one. But don't yeah. count on, don't count on me doing anything in training camp. And oh, by the way, week one, dang man, my knee's still aching a little bit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, hammy. Are you gonna? Is he gonna practice? Nope. No. If you're if you're a veteran, nope. would you practice at all? And nope. if you're the Seahawks, do you say like, okay, we'll go with this less than ideal situation? By the way, this year that might determine whether or not we're, we're still employing the same quarterback next year. Yes. You have to cut the check. I'm not happy about it, though. Yep. All right, question number two, Brock. So, Tyler Lockett, talk. have you heard this Tyler Lockett sound? It's worth listening to. So, he um, is, is talking about new offense, uh, new offensive scheme and everything that Shane Waldron has brought to it. Essentially, the Buckingham Brown and Nichols scheme that they're, they're bringing right, out here right, to right, the right, Seahawks. Right. Uh, and one of the things that, that Lockett likes so much about it is that it's not just the deep passing game. Take a listen. You know, a lot of teams haven't really seen us go short. A lot of teams were trying to force us to go short, and we did, and we wanted explosives and stuff like that. But, I mean, truth be told, the explosive part of it is not going to change. It's just the fact that we're going to learn how to be a lot more balanced to where whatever teams decide to give us, that's what we're going to take. Teams decide to play us deep, then we're going to take everything short, and we're going to be able to run our offense all the way down the field and control the clock. If teams try to take the short stuff away, we're going to go deep. Did they really not have a short and intermediate passing game before no. now? No, of course they did. Of course they did. Of course they had every bit of the three-step quick game. Of course they had every quick little play-action pass and bubble screen and screen. They, they, that's all been in the offense. Now, was it featured number one? Was it top priority? I think that's probably where the, some of the nuance in this conversation is. Because that's where Shane Waldron has been around different quarterbacks, many of them not with Russell Wilson's skill set, not with his arm down the field. And, you know, you, you get the most out of those guys. And that may be a little bit more quick game than it is with Russ. Is Russ going to be good at that? I don't know. I think that's a – how, how much does Russ love that? Yeah. I, I think that is a fair question, right? Now he ran the West Coast system. Right in at NC State for a couple years, Dana Bible was his coach. Dana Bible's continued to train to train Russell for a decade after that. Plus, loves him. Right, and there's a lot of little flat routes and spot routes and spacing routes and slant routes and all of those things. There are also a lot of picks at NC State for a number of different reasons, yeah, personnel I... and otherwise. Gets to Wisconsin. What is Wisconsin? Wisconsin's heavy run, heavy play action pass. Still some short game, obviously, but that's where you do your damage. What has he done here in this league? Where has he been the most efficient, second most efficient passer in the history of this league, man? Run game, taking shots, movement, throws on the run, extending plays, all the things that he loves to do that he's so skilled and adept at doing. Throwing hitch routes, throwing slant routes, maybe. But I don't think it's going to be a feature of this offense. I'm sorry, I don't see that changing wholesale. Is that that question of is it a feature? Is it something Russ will do? Is Russ the football equivalent of the of the guy who's uppercutting and trying to hit for power and pull everything? And he's like, hit to the other field. Why bother? You want me bunting for a base hit? No, singles singles aren't what you get you paid. Like thought, I'm I'm going downtown. I thought this is what Russ wanted though. Isn't this what Russ wanted? Was a more complete? I mean, isn't this the I whole let wants, Russ cut think, thing? Yeah, I think he wants gimmies. I think he wants easy completions. Well, Whether those okay. are curl routes, and I or want a million routes. dollars. Right. Whether those are... I want it to be everyone else's fault. Right. What are you talking about? (laughs) Whether those are five-yard out routes or 10-yard in routes. I want want gimmies. I want completions. I want guys open. I want to drop back and have what seems like other guys have that we've talked about in the past. 
Why are there multiple guys open? And why is it at times when he drops back against the Giants, there's nobody open? Doesn't feel that way. So I think instead of this long game, short game, quick passing game, complex game, I think it's about just easy completions. Take a little bit of the burden off of making everything difficult. Give me some ease and efficiency in this offense. That's what he wanted for. That's what he clamored for. That's what he believes that he got in Shane Waldron. I think many people in the early survey do as well. But talk to me week one. All right, Brock. This is question three. You're you're appointed the magistrate. You're overseeing uh, an appeal between the prosecution, which is represented by Mike Salk, who is making the case that Jamal Adams' salary cannot be boxed into the salary scale of safeties. That J- Jamal Adams, hey, that's an arbitrary designation that you've come up with. I've never described myself as a safety. I'm a playmaker. I'm an elite defensive playmaker. Hey, I'm in the conversation with the top defensive ends. Am, am I accurately summing, su- summarizing your argument? 100%, but yes. Yes. The defense's case is, yeah, that's all well and good, but we don't assign you to beat guards or tackles like we design blitzes to have you as a free runner you're, you're not asked to take on a guard in the in the run scheme all, all of your safety we're going to make you the highest paid safety but at the end of the day you're a safety mm-hmm. Who, who's right judge Heward? well what league are you in the nfl not for long and how is the nfl structured these things from within the salary cap and every team and and how do they go about this process the same way they slot players in a, in a draft? Well, I don't care that I'm the 33rd pick. I'm worthy of the number two pick money when I got drafted. Well, hey, I know I was a third-round pick of the Seahawks, 77, but they didn't have a second-round pick. And I'm a quarterback, right? And, and I should get a little bit more. No, you're the 77th pick. That's the way this league is set up. Sorry. Uh, that, you're in the NFL, brother. That's, that's the way it works. And, oh, by the way, if you want to try to, uh, to, to disband the, the structure of the NFL – Go talk to Cam Chancellor and see how his 65-day yeah. holdout went. This is this – is, I'd like to appeal the appeal, Danny. This is, <laughs> this is garbage. The, the judge you chose, when he was a player, I think actually quit the Players Association in order to be part of management. This is the – like you couldn't no, have no, found a person no, less guy, sympathetic no, to, is... man, to, to players' concerns and the union concerns. Brock, this is collusion. The right. league colludes every right. day on this with the is whole the idea that collusion? I'm not a safety. Is the slotting collusion? No. Why, wh- no? No, I mean, that's a draft. I understand how that works. Oh, but just right. who? where did I sign up to be a safety? Where did I? Right. De- who determined I'm a safety? You did, Jamal. No, I from didn't. The day, from the day you played no, high No, I school. didn't. I'm just a player. all the way through college. And you you loved, said I was a safety. You, you love being a top five pick because of your versatility. Exactly. Safe, so why won't you pay me LSU. for it? It's a safety out of LSU. That's what you love. Not a safety. Oh, I'm sorry. What do you want to play, D-line? Uh, no. Do you want to wear Carlos Dunlap's old number? Rock. He's got eight. <laughs> what, do you want to, what do you want to wear? Want to wear yeah, I want to wear number <laughs> 72. That's, want, now, if, if Jamal Adams really meant all this, that's what he'd do. Yes. He'd wear, come back next year wearing like 40, 95. 44. Let's go. What was Dunlap's number before he went to At least that's a safety 43. number. 43. <laughs> Just put on ni- 95 and like, all right, let's yes. go. Yep. <laughs> I'll play off the edge. 
I'll play inside three technique, baby. I'm a baller. In fact, they got these rip away jerseys. Okay, when we make all <laughs> the cutdowns, yes, when we make the cutdowns from 80 to 53 or whatever, here's what we're going to do. We got rip away jerseys. So when I play D line, I put on 90 whatever, whatever yes. 90 numbers available. When I play linebacker, I put on my 50 number. And when I play safety, I'll put 33 on. But he's so, none of those. Like, honestly, jokes aside, what, if I'm Jamal Adams, and I know I'm sort of taking on everybody here and backing myself into a corner, but if I'm Jamal Adams, no, I'm not saying I'm a defensive end. I'm just saying that these names are titles. These things are made up. I want to get paid based on my value to the team. I am the essence of today's football. That's what you're saying. I am positionless. See, I don't know if he is, man. Like, honestly, it it would be one thing. You remember when he got used by Stephon Diggs? Like, just just tore up on Stephon Diggs. Like, he is a great... He's a great player, but he is not an elite coverage safety. He compensates for that with other things he does. You're always evaluated based on your peers, and his peers are not defensive ends and cornerbacks. His peers are other safeties. You guys are so old school and (laughs) incapable of modern thought. Yeah, Why don't see, you listen to so, the millennials like me? You're so worked over by this Montessori liberal. Like You have to appreciate everything for its own little nuance. And I understand. don't. I, no, dude, they're all in the group. All the dudes who are six foot four, 230 pounds, make about the – like they're in a different category than the big carnivores oh. that play on the defensive so line. So my weight determines how much yes. money I get paid, yes. not my value to the because team? Because you can't, you can't take on a block yeah. against a guard. Then, yes, then yes don't that give up, limits how much you get. don't give up two first-round picks for me. Can we, uh, that's blue 42. Can we go back to something uh, earlier? Because my mind's been thinking about this Russell deal. When you think of the catastrophic interceptions that Russell has thrown, and there are not many of them, right? I mean, we can remember them because there's been really so few of them. This touchdown interception stuff is just off the charts ridiculous. But when you think of his picks, what do you think of? Stuff in the flat. Wide receiver screens being called for the second time against the same team. And all of a sudden, somebody just jumping it. Cornerback just jumping it. Prince thinking, of ah! jump, jumping a hitch mm-hmm. route. Right? Uh, who is Marshawn's uh, cousin? Just jumping. Just Marcus ju- Peters. Baltimore. Just jumping that hitch route. Jumping that hitch route. Jumping that little bubble screen. Jumping that quick game. Jumping those those short routes. You have a guy that trusts and takes care of that football in in truly unprecedented ways in ten years. Like th- that value of the ball, that's why he and Pete, you know, have, have you know one of the many reasons. Yeah. But right near the top of the list, there was one pick he threw on a slant. Yes, that wasn't yes. his fault. Like yeah, that, he's the he's like I the didn't say it was. Guy. I just said that's, he threw a pick like on a slant. He's like the guy to blame. Like the, I, look at the, the other ones. With the, the most catastrophic of the interceptions in his career have all been in short game. I'll say that the pick sixes I think have all been hitch routes, the slant route, right? The 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 Rams playoff yeah. bubble screen. The most catastrophic interceptions have come on what? Yeah, look, Quick man. I, I I mean, you're preaching the choir to me certainly on this. Like I, I think Russell Wilson is at his best, handing the ball off, using his legs, throwing deep down the field, being creative, getting the game close and late, and then being unbelievable in the final few minutes of a game. Yep. Making the two or three plays that no one else in the league can make to win the game. That's what makes Russell special. It's not, I don't believe, and we'll see. I mean, I guess we could absolutely be proven wrong if he dominates in this type of system, but unless there's a running game and everything else that goes with it to get teams out of cover two, which is what Pete said at the end of the se- end of the year last year, 
Like I, I just I don't oh, there see will that be. as Russ's yeah, there, best strength. Th- there will be run game. I mean, the, the essence of this whole Shanahan deal is run game, is play action, is all of this. But you know, we have we've argued for for ten years, and the House of Wilsonism was built on he can do everything. He can do everything. Doesn't matter what system you put him in. Don't put him in a box. Don't tell me he can't do this. Don't tell me he can't throw slant routes and everything else. But the but the numbers after ten years will also tell you. And when you watch, and when I watched Kyler Murray last year, a couple times in person when I saw him in college, like you know when you're you know in Kyler's case when you're five nine, like it's it, heck short uh, short passing game for me, quick game for me at six five. I still needed to see. I need to see over that tackle. Okay, you know, and there's times that is blind. Am I going to trust? Am I going to throw it out there that even at six five, it's blind? But at five ten and five eights, I do think there are times in quick passing game that man, I got to see it. I got to see that extra little beat. I got to see that extra little space. So I don't. I, I really don't expect a wholesale, full scale. Oh my gosh! Look at the quick passing game now. BB and N reinvented the quick passing game for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I just, I'm not buying that scenario right now. Brock, we always enjoy talking to you. A little bit of a treat for you this morning to get to both of us, right? Good times. Maybe you should be thanking us. Thank you for that reunion. You're welcome. Maura, thank you for making that happen. Appreciate it. Anytime, Brock. All right. That is Blue 42. We'll hear from Brock again on Monday.